0: You're listening to The Baptist Bulletin Podcast, a program dedicated to advocating for a biblical worldview by encouraging Christian growth and ministry from a biblical perspective.
1: Well, welcome to this edition of The Baptist Bulletin Podcast. My name is Mike Hess. I have the privilege of serving as national rep of the GARBC. I'm here at the home office with my good friend, Terry Thompson, who is the senior pastor at Rock Point Church in Crawfordsville, Indiana, and he's also leading an organization called Small Church USA. Terry, great to have you with us today. Uh, I'm encouraged about how God is using you and has used you in the past. Share a little bit with us about
0: yourself. Sure, absolutely. I, um, my dad was the athletic director and coach at Faith Baptist Bible College for 15 years, so I grew up in Ankeny, Iowa. Uh, went to Bible College there, played basketball for my dad, as well as with my twin brother, Todd.
1: What positions did you play?
0: Uh, I was a two guard and Todd was a forward. Okay. Yep. So we had, a, we had a lot of great times of him grabbing a rebound and I'd run for the other end and he'd throw it long. So <laughs> yeah. we played a lot of basketball together. And uh, yeah, so just grew up in that environment, grew up, uh, my grandfather, Irv Butler, was uh, big in the GARBC. And so this is kind of the circle that I grew up in. Um, All of my life, um, really, I'm very familiar with the GARBC. Awesome. Awesome. And how long have you been at your church? It'll be 23 years this summer.
1: Wow. So, when you and your wife arrived at your church, tell us what the church was like then.
0: Yeah, so we arrived uh, at a place that needed a lot of revitalization. It was uh, 20 elderly people. The church had been in steady decline for about 10 years. The average age was 64 years old. There were two men no kids and the rest were elderly ladies Wow! and we were in our mid thirties and had two little kids. And that's what we walked into. Wow. Wow. And you never set out
1: to pastor a large church or to build a large church. So you went from roughly 20 some odd people when you arrived to today. And and I'm just asking this for point of reference as to what God has done. I know, Mm -hmm. Terry, you're very careful about never taking the credit For this, you always point the glory back to God. And I appreciate that greatly about you. But where is the church today?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, over the last 23 years, the church has grown to be about a thousand people. And so God has done immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine, for sure.
1: Amen. Now, today you're making a transition at this time in your life where you're gradually transitioning into retirement. And God has placed a burden on your heart for smaller churches, however we classify that, whatever numeric boundary we use when defining a small church. But you lead an organization that you started called Small Church USA. If you could give the listeners a summary of of how that works and what this is all about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we've been in uh, small town America, Crawfordsville, Indiana's 15,000 people. And we've just, uh, as we've looked at transitioning, and I'm actually not retiring, I'm not old enough or have near <laughs> enough money to retire, uh, but we are uh, we are transitioning because we think uh, it's the healthy place for the church to do that right now. And uh, we're actually going to stay on the team and have some strategic roles there, but give it to uh, a next generation pastor. But part of the succession plan was to start this ministry called Small Church USA, to be able to help churches like Bethesda Baptist Church in Brownsburg helped us initially, which was a huge part of the success of the revitalization that we had. That there was somebody else there to walk with us, Mm -hmm. to help us make decisions, ask questions uh, for encouragement and accountability is really what it was about.
1: So you see one of the things that we're trying to emphasize here in the GRBC that thriving churches need to be helping struggling churches. So for a pastor, church leader listening to this right now, tell us in particular, they call you, they call Small Church USA, what does this process look like?
0: Yeah, so our kind of our mantra is that it's not about church size, it's about church health. And there's a lot of things that dictate size of a church, but any church, regardless of the size of your community, your demographics, whatever, can be a healthy church. And so our goal is to try to help churches get healthy. So if a pastor calls us and says, hey, we want to engage, uh, we have three different lanes that we run in. We have a healthy pastor engagement at six months. It's for leadership development with mm-hmm. that pastor. Uh, we're developing right now a, an engagement for pastor's wives, um, mm-hmm. a really big need out there, and that's Amen. a five-month engagement. And then we have a 12-month engagement, which is our healthy church revitalization engagement. And so if a pastor calls us and says, hey, we want some help, we're committed to walk with that pastor and that church for 12 months to help them really get traction. Um, The the four phases of revitalization that we work on are these. Evaluation, so what needs to be fixed, and we have some very specific areas that we evaluate. Um, And then information, what tools and resources can we give that will help create best practices to address the areas of need, then participation. So this is where we walk with them and participate with them um, in a lot of different ways, but it's for encouragement and accountability to make sure that they're getting where they need to go in those very important 12 months. And then the last piece is transformation. What kind of health do we see created that we can celebrate and just really um, help a church rejoice in all that God is doing in that process.
1: And what's great is you've actually gone through this personally
0: Mm -hmm. yourself.
1: And what I really appreciate brother is your emphasis on the pastor and his wife and their health, their Mm. spiritual health. This is not, for those listening, this is not a get rich quick scheme where Terry's going to come in and promise that your church is going to run 500 or 1500 in six months. Uh, It's not one of these things where he says, look what God did at this other church numerically, so now he has to do it at yours. It's all about biblical health. And that's what we appreciate so Mm -hmm. much about this. So looking at the church you pastored, you were in Crawfordsville, Indiana, or you are in Crawfordsville, Indiana, a population of roughly 15,000 people. You're not the only church in town. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's another very healthy GRBC Mm -hmm. church in town. Uh, Eastside Baptist Church. Um, and you did not really do anything super fancy. You had a, a, a passion for the word, for people, loving people. So when people look at what God has done at Rock Point, what do you attribute this to? I know it, we say it's all God, but what are some important steps that you took to change the culture of your church?
0: hmm Yeah, that's a great question. And we get that question a lot because in Montgomery County, so within a 10 mile radius of where our church is, there's over a hundred churches. And so when we came in, we asked ourselves, why would somebody drive past 50 other churches (laughs) to walk into the door of our church? And that was one of the the big things that we had to evaluate and think through initially. And, you know, I think there's a couple of things. I think Um, And and this is what we hear from pastors as we are working with them in cohorts now, is that most of them, when I ask them, what's the win at the end of the year? What are you looking to get out of this? Probably 85 or 90% of the guys say, I just don't know what's next, Mm -hmm. right? I I don't know where to take my church next. We're kind of stuck. We've plateaued or we're in decline. I don't know how to get it moving in a positive direction. And, and I think that's the, the piece that when churches figure that out, that we actually have a plan
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in, in Bible college. They teach us theology. Mm-hmm. They don't always teach us how to lead well and how to have a strategic plan. Mm-hmm. And so part of our strategic plan was what's going to make us unique and different than everybody else in the community. So that people would want to walk into our door as opposed to walking into those 50 other doors that they have to cross to come. And so we just started to target some things that we thought were unique to our community that nobody else was doing that would attract people to us. And so we tried to continue that theme. And it's part of the strategic plan of how do we stay unique so that this is something that people can't get at 20 other places in town? So for
1: Small Church USA, you guys are about, uh, what, a year old, two years old now? Uh, yeah, we, just, we
0: officially launched at the beginning of this year.
1: Okay, so you're not that old at all. How many, right. how many churches do you have you're working with right now? Yeah, so
0: right now we have 26 churches that are engaged with us. Uh, some of those are in our six-month engagement, and some of those are in our 12-month engagement.
1: So are you sensing from pastors, when they reach out to you, are they saying things like, I've tried everything and it's just not working. Are you getting
0: statements like that? Uh, not really. I think I think especially in, in smaller communities, um, I think there's a lack of resources out there for them. There's some big consulting firms and things right. like that they right. could never afford. Right. And um, and so I think having somebody understand small town America and small church that can come in and go, hey, here's something that you can do. And there's not a financial burden behind it. Yeah, Um, it gives them some hope that hey, we can participate in this, and it's actually kind of tailor made for our needs. Nice.
1: Now, what kind of feedback are you getting from pastors? And let me ask you this: Would you say that most of the pastors
0: you're dealing with right now are discouraged? Yeah, I would say, um, especially coming out of COVID. Yeah. I think I think a lot of them are discouraged right now. Okay. And 80 I, you know I just saw a statistic 85% of all churches in the United States of America have either plateaued or in decline. Right. Right? Well, there's no yeah. pastors that really want their church to plateau or decline. Right. We want our churches to be healthy and growing. Yeah. Uh, so I think there are a lot of guys that are discouraged right now. Tell us a little bit about cuz this
1: involves pastors and wives and you and your dear wife have a real heart for pastoral couples.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh you just wrote a book yes. and uh, it's going to be out soon. I think it should be
0: out very soon. Okay.
1: Tell us a little bit about your book.
0: Yeah. So uh, Kelly and I over COVID um, as we got started in small church USA, saw a huge need for pastors, wives uh, checked out to see how many books have been written for pastors, wives. There's only been a few um, over the last six years, I think four or five um, across the gamut of Christian literature. And uh, so we, we wrote a book um, it's called um, a pastor's wife survival playbook and uh, how to thrive in marriage and ministry in the midst of the mayhem, mm-hmm. uh, because it is mayhem. It is. I mean, yeah. it really is, especially right is. now. And so, so we wrote this book just to try to help encourage pastor's wives. It's, it's an easy read. It's, um, it's very practical. It's got some discussion questions at the end if pastor's wives want to get together and do this kind of a thing. Um, And hopefully it'll be out. I mean, they're doing cover design right now. So we're in that last piece before it gets launched.
1: What's great about this, people who are listening to this, not all of them are pastors. So there's what we call lay people. Mm -hmm. I hesitate to use that term, but people who are non-pastors listening to this. I'd encourage them to do everything they can to encourage their pastor and the pastor's wife. Mm -hmm. I think I tweeted about this recently recently. They're some of the most unsung heroes in ministry. So tell us, Terry, why it's so important that a pastor and his wife be healthy and how does Small Church USA contribute to that? How do they come alongside and lock arms with a pastoral couple uh, and point them to spiritual health?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what, what we've seen is um, either one of these can be true. If you have an unhealthy pastor... Yeah. You're probably going to have an unhealthy pastor's wife, yeah. or it won't be too long until you will.
1: Yeah. If
0: you have an unhealthy pastor's wife, that's also going to play the same role in having an unhealthy pastor down the road. So that that is a team, and it's it's why it's one of the focuses of what we work on in our in our 12 month engagement. Um, one of the two of the topics are is the pastor healthy and is the pastor's wife healthy. Uh, Those two are really critical to the church. If that's not a united healthy team, that will affect the ministry for the long haul. Yeah, that's so important, that's so
1: key. And so few ministries don't point to that dynamic. The dynamic they usually focus on are simply the metrics, the numbers. I want you to know that GRBC takes very seriously not just the health of your church, but also the spiritual health of your pastor, pastors, and their wives. And one of the greatest things you could do as a church member is to be a blessing to your pastor and Mm -hmm. wife. And uh, that's one of the great things I appreciate about Terry and Small Church USA. How can they get in contact with you?
0: Yeah, that's super easy. We have a website, smallchurchusa.com. Okay. And everything about the ministry is on there. Our email addresses are on there. It's really easy to get a hold of us.
1: And your ministry will have a booth at the GRBC National Conference. Yes, we will. Awesome. So I'd encourage you, first of all, come out to the conference. Love to see you there. And also would uh, love to see you get in contact with Terry. I know several pastors personally who have been greatly blessed by this ministry, and I would encourage you to reach out to them, see how God could use them in your church's life. You don't have to go at this alone. Your church is not better off going it alone. Your church is better off locking arms with other doctrinally aligned churches for the purpose of making disciples for God's glory. So thank you so much, Terry, for this opportunity. May the Lord richly bless you as you endeavor to glorify him with your life. Thanks so much, Mike.
0: Appreciate your ministry and your friendship, my friend. Thank you, brother. Thank you for listening to the Baptist Bulletin podcast. The regular Baptist network of ministries exists to make disciples through healthy local churches. If you like this podcast, subscribe to your podcast platform of choice. You can find out more about our ministries at garbc.org and follow Regular Baptist Ministries on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.